Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, January 23rd, 2023. The weather today will be a high of 2 degrees in Edmonton, minus 6 degrees in Saskatoon, and 2 degrees in Toronto. Thanks, Evie. Good morning, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. In order to join in live, you got to you got to download. Download. What, the, <laughs> I, cha- I cha- try and change it up every morning just to spice it up, but then I then I stutter because I'm. <laughs> you got to download the Podbean app in order to listen to the show live, and that's where it's at. Honestly, <clears throat> the. Uh, the, the community that comes in here every morning, you know, the conversations that are had in the chat box there and the ability to click the call in button or to ask your questions in the chat every morning. Mm-hmm. Any questions you have about real estate investing for free um, is just too valuable to pass up. Yeah. I mean, if you want, you can just you can just go and pay for a $20,000 coaching program and and do it that way, too. It's entirely up to you. But, you know, if you're new or if you're not new and you're thrifty, um this <laughs> this is the, th- the thrifty version <laughs> good morning everyone and welcome to the thrifty real estate investing morning show if you're cheap take advantage of it why not yeah hell yeah right and uh especially days like today um 30 seconds before the show started i look over to gabby and i said i don't got any questions banked she goes oh <laughs> i'm like okay we're starting <laughs> Um, I love doing the morning show. Do you love doing the morning show? I do. Do you? Yeah. Um, didn't we just have a conversation yesterday about this? You were talking about your vision boarding something, something. What? Oh, maybe I was over, I was listening to your conversation with Everly. Oh. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with the morning show. Did I just dream that or? (laughs) Do Anyways. Do you ever just dream stuff and think it was real? Maybe I, maybe I dreamt the conversation I'm thinking of too. But I, I believe we were both saying that, like, this is the one, like, that, oh, we were talking about getting up in the morning and how, like, during the week, like, the the getting up at 5 a.m., 5.30, whatever, mm. isn't a problem. Like, we enjoy getting up for this now. It's not like a struggle. It's not like, oh, we're talking about hitting the snooze button and wanting to sleep in and stuff. I... And not wanting to get out of bed. But, like, during the week, it is, like, a non-issue. Like, the alarm goes off and it is time for the morning show and there's it's it's awesome it's almost christmas morning feeling i wouldn't go that far (laughs) (laughs) anyways (laughs) who do we got joining us on this on this lovely morning jd okay just i was i was i think i was the second person in i think it was you john and myself john you yes okay i i very rarely make like top five sometimes not even top 10 so i'm i'm really happy so i caught his and that's the real jd that's the real jd not not the yeah. not not the jp fake not, version yeah so please stand up <laughs> and i caught his good morning because i was the as the next person in so good yeah. morning uh we have ken and sheila and tyson good morning garrett and may we have tammy and Lori and alan Alan's here. Alan. Hello there. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> we have Scotty. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Heshna. Good morning, Matt and Carlos and Don. Courtney, is this, Kyle. Is this Heshna's second show? Um, she has been. I, I don't know if it's only her second show live, but she has been listening. She came to my vision boarding workshop yesterday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Have I met Heshna? I don't believe so. No. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
I'm going to feel really so. bad. <laughs> uh, we have Kyle and Denise and Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Chastin, Liam. Good morning, says Liam. And Cody and Joshua and Nasir. Ooh, this is a busy one this morning. Good morning, Sean and Nat. It's Garrett's last day in Mexico. He's peacing out. He just came in to say hi. Also, we placed an offer on another townhouse. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, Garrett. I'm thinking about going back pretty soon here. So, and um, if you want to come back with me, we can go back together. Let's just, leave the, Let's just leave the family behind. Uh, I mean, I've seen some of the pictures of that resort you stayed at. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. And I saw Jackie say that the food was unreal. That, so that's really all that I want. The just like give us thing some that I noticed too, like that fancy ass <laughs> French toast she was taking pictures of. Like, I didn't get none of that. I no, no, the best part of my mind was the, the guy who made the omelet. So, uh, yeah, I need to find out where you guys went. No, I don't know. I mean, I might not be able to afford that many stars. I mean, so I like... sign me up, buddy. Mm. Terrified to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Is he afraid that he's not going to get home? Has Sunwing got all their, their shit figured out? Uh, no, I, I believe that they're in troubled waters. Really? Yes. Wow. That their company may not survive. Really? Yes. I mean, this isn't exactly the morning show that's going to give you that kind of news update, but I'm Googling it while Gabby's naming names. Don says resort retreat in Mexico. It, <laughs> Don, uh, you, uh, that is literally the only thing I'm thinking about these days. I'm trying to figure it out because that would be the coolest master's retreat in mexico would be like the coolest thing ever oh ever. and and the seer wants to join you and garrett oh, yes <laughs> yes uh i'd love to do that um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it this year though just so much stuff going on um but tbd tbd stay tuned tbh to be honest yeah <laughs> awesome um it says you you can't afford this resort, Wayne Hillier. He didn't say didn't, that, but I, he basically said that. Yeah, he said it's fourteen hundred US a night. Unique is paying for it, so they're yeah, they're on like a. I was going to say with all those kids, like where, like dude, you must be like rolling in dough. <laughs> all those kids too. <laughs> More than one. I I know how much it is for for three people. I like, I'd never understood how people would like five six people in their family can do that but uh, uh they is... they fly coach <laughs> oh it's three times as much when you buy when you when you fly business oh man sorry gab i just <laughs> anyways do you guys have any questions today because wayne's currently looking up sunwing uh um what a fucking disaster whoa whoa easy what? easy F-bombs right out of the gates. I'm just like reading, like you go through Google and just see all the headlines and it's like. It's a disaster. It's a, it's an absolute disaster. Don says uh, the way they afford it is they fly cargo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think that uh, since we're so off topic already that maybe we should have uh, a word from our sponsors. Uh, yes. Be right back. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right, no sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. No questions so far? No questions so far. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to talk about Sunwing. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Got some upcoming events. Uh, speaking of DCI, we're co-hosting a networking event with DCI t 
tomorrow night, Tuesday, January 24th. Um, it's the meet and greet networking event with DCI in Edmonton. Uh, that thing sold out like yep. real fast. Couple hours. We are very excited to uh, see Randall and Ryan there and everybody else who's attending. Mm-hmm. Uh, other upcoming networking events, uh, Calgary. February 4th, there is, last I checked, like three tickets left. Mm. Uh, February 4th in Calgary, uh, Real Estate Investing Masters networking event. Uh, the topic for that event is going to be buying off-market properties. So if um, if you're interested in learning how to buy off-market properties, uh, interested in learning how to find them for yourself or how to find wholesalers, how does it differ from the closing side of it um does 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 the lawyers need anything different because i think you know most of us or most of you we we deal with you know realtors day to day when it comes to real estate investing or the first house that we bought so we've never been on you know we've never seen what the realtors do behind the scenes for us and you know sending off um all the information to the lawyers and, you know, booking the home inspection a lot of times. Uh, I don't even know. I remember the first time uh, we come, well, the first couple of times we completed um, the first agreement for sales that we did. Yeah. And cause those are off market. Yeah. And um, I remember panicking, not knowing what to write in the email to Barry, to our lawyer, yeah, and like what to send. I was like, I don't know what what does he need. What do I say? <laughs> I was like panicked. And like, well, I mean, the first time we bought an off market deal, it's like, and what are the, what are the what do the mortgage company need? Is it different? Do, do they do they care that it's not you know that it's not a you know on MLS? And is the legal any different? Is the mortgage any different? Is the like it just so much unknowns and I'd say more uncertainty. Yeah, because it is a pretty simple process. But you know, we got Barry McGuire, who's going to be there. Who's going to talk about um, the the closing for off market deals. We've got Matt Legere, uh, who's a wholesaler in Calgary. We got Jared Como, wholesaler in Calgary, and we got Dean Manti, realtor and wholesaler in Calgary. So um, we're gonna have lots of experts there on the panel. We're gonna have a big discussion about it. Um, everything you need to know about buying off-market properties and uh, there'll be an opportunity for questions as well um like i said we're at about 47 people right now um Mm -hmm. and i'm debating about getting a larger room um so there may there might be the potential for more seats but as of right now there's uh there's three spots left so um get your tickets uh for that uh it is in the show notes here it is also uh, pinned in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group, mm-hmm. uh, the Eventbrite link. Uh, same show, different city, February 11th. We're just announcing this for the first time. Uh, February 11th in Edmonton, same event, Real Estate Investing Masters networking event, uh, talking about buying off-market properties. Slightly different panel. Slightly different panel in uh, in Edmonton. We've got uh, Barry McGuire, who's going to be there again. Uh, Matt Legere, who's going to be there again. And then we've also got Calvin Hexter, um, realtor in Edmonton, and Keaton Kirkwood, uh, mortgage broker uh, in Edmonton, in Alberta. So uh, you can sign up for both of those at Eventbrite. uh, And both the links for registering are going to be pinned in the Facebook group. But the Edmonton one is not pinned in the Facebook group, is it, Gabby? It will be momentarily. Okay. Do you know how to find that? Oh, hell yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, you haven't posted it in the group yet. No. Okay. I'll send you the link while I'm talking. (laughs) Sounds good. You keep an eye on the comments there. Okay. (laughs) And and what? Mm -hmm. Run the show. Run the show. Okay. I forgot to do this ahead of time. Uh, Nat wishes that she could come to the Edmonton one as she'd love to pick Calvin's brain. He has a good brain to pick, that's for sure. Yes, ma'am. Smart dude. Um, okay. And we have a couple of questions starting to come in. Nice. I'll send you the link right now. There you go, Gabby. Merci. <clears throat> yeah. So both those Edmonton and Calgary networking events will be, um, the Eventbrite links to register will be in pinned in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. 
Um, again, February 4th for Calgary, February 11th for Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton one's a little bit different as well as far as the venue goes. So Calgary's at the Kirby Center. Um, Edmonton is at Cook Shack Barbecue. My favorite barbecue spot. <laughs> so the best. Um, we we I, I wanted to find something similar in Calgary, something with food and drinks. It's just it's a huge pain in the butt. So uh, Edmonton, uh, there will be food for purchase there, barbecue food, uh, and drinks for purchase. Um, different different vibe, slightly different vibe, but uh, we're excited for both. You got that all set up there, Gab? Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> Okay, Paul asks, do you think there's going to be a rate increase this week? Uh, I haven't been keeping up on the news. Did I miss something? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, like, I haven't been keeping up on the news either, but, um, you know, haven't they always been talking about the possibility of one more, one more hike? Hasn't that been the ongoing narrative uh yeah but i normally there's there's just little indicators ahead of time um rates to go up in the u.s and then we'll follow suit afterwards i just i can't remember if there was been any, any rates increases recently uh let us know in the comments or paul let me know what you know not not says she thinks there will be i think yeah I saw her say there yeah nor you know how i don't normally know Mortgage brokers start posting very cryptic stories. <laughs> Keep an eye on the news this week. Yeah. Um, Jeremy asks, what options are there for minors to get started in real estate? I was speaking with a 16-year-old over the weekend who was very interested in getting started. We did an episode on about this. Mm -hmm. Last was it year with, or the Was year it with Barry? Barry, yeah. yeah. I, I don't even think it was last year. I think it was the year before. Um, and I don't remember the answer. Um, okay. So there was, there was, a, I think there was a couple of legal documents that needed to be in place. The mortgage thing, you need to be 18, if I recall. Yeah. So you do need to be um, 18. Um, as a minor, you cannot just go and get financing and buy a property. Um, but, and it was gotta, a long time ago. So I gotta find that episode. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So it's, it's blurry, but, um, there was a whole bunch of kind of like legal reasons why, and, um, and that Barry had gone over, mm -hmm. it would be really actually cool to, uh, pull that episode out. And cause that was, it's like, it's an interesting topic. And I love when there's, um, you know, people who are, you know, 15, 16, 17, thinking about like wanting to buy real estate to get into real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, we think it's like we're blown away when there's like 21, 24 year olds um, that are getting into the game. But yeah, I, that's like next level. And I just love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we don't have a great answer to that. <laughs> uh, there's an answer somewhere. I just, I, I remember the episode. Um, I remember it ending with me thinking, oh, Okay. That was the feeling that I got from it. I'm just, yeah. What let does me, that mean? Let me express my feelings. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I don't have answers. Sometimes I have feelings. The, the feeling that I got from that episode was that it wasn't like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. It was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get in tap in touch with my feelings. Okay. Um, that was the that was the feeling that I got from it. I was I was optimistic about it, but then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I don't think that it's possible based on my feelings. <laughs> based um, on my feelings. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll get that answer for you. Absolutely. I I just don't remember the detail. I want like when I answer things, I want to have reference material. I want to be able to 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 you know to cite facts and and mm -hmm. um documents but i can't remember it feels like ages ago i think it was like it, like it was probably like a year ago 300 episodes ago <laughs> it was one i think it was one of the first episodes that we were doing on the morning show yeah. um 
Glenn, here in the comments here, says, flying back to Toronto Thursday to take pictures of property before renting it out. Going to speak to the local government about making the basement a separate entrance for future rentals. Any advice? Um, it's the way that you ruined yeah, that. Yeah, the local government. <laughs> I'm going to speak to the local government. <laughs> like you're going to storm City Hall. <laughs> um, it's uh, It's... So different in um, Ontario, and obviously there's probably city or different city guidelines as well. Requirements, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, is it in Toronto or Mississauga? Richmond Hill? Just north. So not Toronto. (laughs) Yeah. So go to the city website or Google uh, whatever the city is. Uh, just north Ontario, and uh, <laughs> and secondary suite requirements, or um, yeah, uh, whatever. What would they call it? Secondary suites, probably. I don't know. Um, the the city website should have requirements for for building it, um, zoning requirements, um, and also uh, can't put my words together. I think that um, from what I remember, because I had a woman in one of my mastermind groups um, was in Ontario, and I forget which little sublet, which city she was in, but um, it was it was so much more just like fire code based. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like it wasn't like this whole program. It was just like these fire codes need to be met type of thing, and then you got your inspector in. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot different. I just remember like feeling like oh wow, kind of like you guys have it easier. <laughs> uh, some some cities are less required about the uh, sorry less uh, less interested and less um, concerned about the uh, the density issues. And if they haven't, it takes time to implement a whole, you know, a whole thing about it. <laughs> Struggling today. <laughs> Wayne's on the struggle bus. <laughs> hey, me. It takes time to put, you know, the whole secondary suite thing in place, right? Yeah. And to have requirements and stuff like that. They need to hire a whole department and whatnot so for smaller towns like Leduc, for example like you're not yeah. going to find we live in Leduc, which is a small little town uh, south of abington like they're not going to have like a whole department full of like all these you know people there taking applications for it whereas like a big city of edmonton which has got what a million people or something like that over yeah yeah it, like obviously they're a little more intense yeah. like sherwood park to the east of edmonton does not have it yeah now they got their own little, you know, requirements and whatnot. But like for Leduc, it's just like, you know, you got to meet the fire code issue. It, like you said, a lot of it is fire code. It's about how do we ensure that people can get out safely yeah, in, in a reasonable amount of time. So that's why they add things like interconnected smoke detectors. So if there's a fire upstairs, they want to make sure the downstairs tenant is it's notified. notified. <laughs> Hey, there's a fire upstairs. If they're not interconnected, like they, they might not hear it. Yeah. Depending on your soundproofing. Um, you know, they have a a certain minimum requirement for drywall so that's because it takes longer for fire to burn through it. Yeah. And also, you know, they keep separate with the, with the drywall and also a separate ventilation. It prevents smoke from smoke from getting into the other unit. Yeah. Because it's not the fire that that'll get you when you're sleeping. It's the smoke. It's the fact that you'll never wake up. So they add all these different measures in place about making sure that it's completely drywalled, separate ventilation. Uh, in a lot of cases, it, it, if I recall, it gives you about 30 seconds to exit safely. Yeah, an additional 30 seconds, yeah. So with the interconnected smoke detectors, you get notified. You have 30 seconds to get out. Now, in the event that you cannot get out through the regular door, there is egress windows that's going to get your fat ass through the window because it's big enough. It's going to be big enough to get your fat ass through the window. And the window well needs to be a certain um, distance away from the, the the building as well to make sure that you're getting up and out, right? So all these things that these, these basic things that are there are there to just give someone a reasonable amount of time to exit if there is a fire. Now, if you don't do those things, then someone's going to be trapped and they're going to be screwed. So um, 
pretty basic stuff. Now, each city is going to have their own requirements based on, you know, they, they also don't want every single house to have like four different units in it. And there's no ample parking on the street. There's no ample, like the, the, the property doesn't have enough parking. So everybody parks on the streets and everyone complains about it. And Susie down the road's just like, like, ah, oh, there's so many people coming and going and there's nowhere to park on the street. And you know what I mean? So then there's that stuff. So parking, how many units do they want per lot? You know, in what neighborhoods do they want to allow these types of things? In what neighborhoods do they not want to allow these types of things? Just controlling the yeah. density. Um, now, some cities are, are, you know, are constantly growing and there's more and more people coming to that particular city. So they need to be conscious and thoughtful of, of how they're going to um, accept all those new people migrating that way. Um, so some people are for it. Some people are not for it. Some people, some towns are accommodating and some make it a little more difficult yeah i think glenn i think if you're looking for advice as you head into going down that path i think that my advice would be is to before you go so like today is to hop on that website and see what the requirements are and um no he didn't just north <laughs> just north Ontario. Um, and see what those requirements are and if you believe that your property will meet them. And if there's any sort of like applications, like find out what the process is so that you can go in prepared. If you're going to talk to them and hope that you can get something started, then try to be um, prepared for, for what you'll need. Like if you want to get that ball rolling and you want to get it started while you're there. Um, with your limited time, then then do what you can today and tomorrow before you head out to print out documents to do the the pre research that you need to do. Mm -hmm. So get that done so that you can go in with a, a little bit of knowledge, uh, maybe some forms filled out, and then you can just like jump into action depending what the answer is. Yeah, yeah. thought maybe it might be North York, which uh, is just north and uh, by the water. So it's being very cryptic. <laughs> no, because north of Toronto is away from the water. So it's going to be like Scarborough Pickering Ajax. Anyways, uh, I went to Toronto. Oh, Innisfil. Uh, I, I, Glenn says I wrote the name, um, but I thought that you misspelled Infill. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, it's an infill and you want to put a basement suite. Um, <laughs> Boom, right here. Um, let me just see. Uh, Innisfil.ca accessory dwelling units. Um, just finding it right now. The town of Innisfil allows for up to two accessory dwellings units on certain properties as per accessory dwelling units by law amendments in the province of Ontario's housing supply action plan. An accessory dwelling unit is a smaller, separate living space located on the same property as an existing house, such as a basement apartment, backyard home, or a tiny house. Visit the bylaws, notice of adoption, and our staff's executive summary and recommendation for more information on these. Um, very detailed. Is it? Yep. Um, the County of Simcoe secondary suite program the county of simcoe secondary suites program provides funding for up to thirty thousand dollars per unit for the creation of an accessory dwelling unit applications are accepted year-round however funding is limited and is provided on a first come first serve basis you must su submit your application prior to beginning any construction mm -hmm. oh while we're here might as well just read this very similar to what we had in edmonton there for a little yeah. while the the cornerstone program I just wanted to see if there was any details about. Like if it's, you need to rent to low only. income, if it's for homeowners or. Uh, Look into it, Glenn. Yeah. Lots of information here. There you go. So don't, you don't have to call the government. Um, just go online. Just go online. Uh, Innisfil, um, .ca and then accessory dwelling units. Um, Lots of information here. You know what's going to happen. You're going to call them. You're going to wait on hold, and then they're going to tell you to come to this website. But it's good to see even, you know, not to say that Innisfil is a small city, but 
you know, they, they've got a pretty decent thing going on here with the lots of information zoning requirements as well. So it's going to depend on certain types of properties on certain, um, uh, what do you call it? Be certain zoning requirements. <laughs> so that's that. I hope so. Can't seem to put my. I am. I'm a wreck today. What happened? I slept like a baby. Glenn, I have to ask because you said that you're flying back to Toronto on Thursday to take photos of the property before renting it out. You're not just flying. Oh no, I know, I know. You also need to get some of your stuff. Okay, I remember. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was say, like, please don't fly to Toronto. You can hire a photographer to, for much yeah. cheaper. <laughs> yeah, mind you, you can get some pretty freakishly cheap flights these days. So, mm. not necessarily. Um, but I remember our conversation from last week, so scratch that. Okay, what else do we got here? Uh, so Nat, I don't know if you said this earlier, uh, the mortgage brokers have been talking about the fixed rate dropping and being cryptic about variable. Huh. I, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it for some reason. I haven't either, but I, I haven't been looking, so. Uh, Leo has a ticket for tomorrow's meet and greet and networking event in Edmonton. He can't make it. However, he can't make it. So, Leo, I'm not, I'm not in control of that one, that event. But Leo said if someone wants the ticket. So, uh, reach out to Leo uh, if, if you know Leo. And, and uh, if you want that ticket in Edmonton, um, he can probably just unregister and then you can re-register immediately afterwards. Yep. There was someone else that reached, recently reached out to me as well for the same thing and said that they were on, um, on registering as well. So, um, yeah, reach out to Leo if you want that ticket. If you weren't able to get in, um, it's going to be a fun night tomorrow. Um, yeah. Connect with him. Uh, unfortunately, like I can't, I can't give it to someone cause I'm just not in control. I didn't, I didn't create that event. Yes. So if you unregister, just it's whoever gets it. What time is the event? Matt's asking. No idea. Seven. Don't guess. Seven to ten, I think. Oh, I got it right here. <laughs> uh, seven to ten. And Scotty says he has one available as well. He has to head out for work. Um, you guys, you just like follow the link in your email when, where you got the tickets, and you can uh, cancel your ticket, yeah. and then it'll be available for uh, whoever else to pick up. Apparently, they got a they got a taco bar and hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, pretty sweet. This is an insanely busy week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, at least. Uh, yeah. So that, and then on Saturday, we've got our REI Masters uh, workshop. Um, so we got a workshop exclusive to REI Masters mentorship program. Um, we're doing a workshop on vetting contractors and sourcing materials as voted by the mentees, which is going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, I want to hear more, or, or unless there's questions. Is there questions? No. no. I want to hear more about uh, your vision boarding yesterday. I haven't had a chance to talk to you much. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I ha I just like looking back at yesterday. It's um hard for me to put into words what yesterday meant to me. So um, I think I'll probably just keep it brief. But it was amazing. Um, I rented out the most incredible space that was exactly, um, I had a, I had my own vision for my vision boarding workshop of what I wanted it to be. And the way that it all came together was, um, a combination of manifestation and miracles and just, uh, super cool. Um, and it was really neat. Um, I don't, I don't really talk about it too much, but, um, there's like, forever in history and all of the ages and eras and everything, um, people have consistently, when they meet, meet in circles. And so like the, the circle is a very common, um, symbol symbol. Thank you. Um, 
just throughout history. It's when, when people come together, it's like just naturally circles form. And, um, the, and so, you know, if you look back and do like research, it's, you know, the power of the circle and meeting in the circle. And so when these ladies were arriving, I was greeting them at the door and telling them, yeah, the studio, we're meeting in the studio on the back, just go on down, just plop yourself down. We're just going to spread out, um, and see how we all fit in the space. Cause I was really worried about how many people I should allow to register. I didn't, I really didn't know how many people we could really get in there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I probably took a few more registrants than I should have. So I was, I was slightly worried, but I was like, just go plop yourself down. And so towards the end, after everybody had kind of showed up, I walked back into the studio and they had formed this beautiful circle and fit themselves all like comfortably in this massive circle around the room. And that moment was just like, um, because for me, like I, I'm really big on wanting like down the road, part of my dream is to um, create more spaces like this for uh, women to gather and to have women's circles and that sort of thing. So it just like I, I walked in and I saw this giant, beautiful circle of women. And it was just like a moment for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't even describe it. I can't, um, you know, there's some things that just like people won't understand um, how or why they would impact another person. But it, it was deeply impactful for me. And from that moment forward, the entire day was just, um, I, I was almost speechless. Um, these women just like totally opened up. I had everybody introduce themselves and they all just like got into deep conversation and, um, you know, a lot, most of them didn't know each other or had maybe met once or seen them online and, and that sort of thing. And the, it's just, God, I love women. (laughs) This is what I have been talking about. This is what I've been wanting. This is just like yesterday was everything, um, that I could have dreamed it to be and that um, I want more of in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was it was also just amazing and fun. And um, everybody created beautiful vision boards. Most people didn't finish. It's amazing how fast the three hours went. Yeah. Um, we started out with uh, determining your values. So narrowing an exercise that narrows down your values. I tried to get everybody to just narrow it down to three. Um, it's kind of a cool exercise where you go through this massive list of values, but you have limited time. And so there's a timer going and you're trying to like say which ones speak out to you and which ones don't. And then you have to like pare them down by half and then pare them down again and then try to like figure out what your top three are. Um, and yeah, I encouraged everybody to pick three values that they want to um, bring forward into 2023 as, um, a reminder on what matters to them and what they want to be focused on. Um, not necessarily as goals, but as, um, how you want to be. Yeah. And I do that every year and it's deeply impactful for me. So, uh, we started off with that and then we, um, carried forward and worked on vision boards and chatted and listened to music and yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, the mystery Podbean user here. They didn't uh, set up their name. They said it was an amazing experience, Gabby. We loved it. Oh, thank you. I don't know who it is though. Um, as well, I would just just for the listeners who've maybe never uh, done a vision board before, maybe they don't know what a vision board is. Like, can you kind of describe um, what it is and the purpose of it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, for anybody who just isn't, doesn't really, um, understand the impact of visualization, I mean, think about, um, think about wanting to do a goal or, you know, think about new year's resolutions when new year's resolutions come along and you're like, okay, I'm going to work out and I'm going to eat healthy and all these things. And they're just things that we tell ourselves and then we carry on and they never transpire into anything. Um, But then think of goals where maybe you have a goal writing session and you actually write them down and you figure out how you're going to accomplish them and you get more in depth and you have a much better chance of accomplishing them because it's something you've put pen to paper. Mm. But then you tuck that book away and you don't look at it every day. And it's just something that you've decided you wanted to do. Maybe you're a part of accountability group. So every week or two, you might revisit them, but you're not looking at them all the time. They're not top of mind. But then 
Now think of a vision board where you have decided these are the things I want. This is what I want for my year or my five years or my 10 years or whatever it is. And you get pictures and feelings and words that really are impactful for what that means for you. And you put them on this board and then you place that board in a place where you're going to see it every day. So for me, mine goes into my office. And when you see those goals that you want to accomplish or those feelings that you want to feel or who you want to become, when you see that every single day, it is a constant reminder of what you're doing it for, what you're working for. And there's like, I, and I use this example all the time. I used it yesterday, but on one of my vision and because it's, it's at its simplest form that I can explain it to you. So this is yeah. why I use this, this silly little example, but I have um, my three best friends that I grew up with in BC and I never see them like never. And it's ridiculous. And so a couple of years ago, I was like, I need to see more of them. So I put a picture of them on my vision board and I saw it every single day. And that year that that picture of them sat on my vision board, um, we we all got, we made a trip and we all got to see each other. And then my one friend who is actually just out in Wainwright, I saw her a whole bunch of times that year, which I didn't see her once last year. 2022, I did not see her. So it's just the power of seeing it and reminding yourself that that matters to me. This is something that matters and that I want, so I'm going to make it happen. So it's the, that visualization that um, is a constant reminder on, on what it is that you want and, and how you can make it happen. And so that's why I love to vision board because I'm not really a strong goal setter. Um, I have trouble really setting goals. I'm more of a how do I want to feel kind of person. So I really leave like the goal setting of our business and the growth of our business and all those types of things up to Wayne. And I am just deeply rooted in how I want to feel and how I want to live my life. And so that's why I lean so heavily towards vision boarding <laughs> instead of like the hardcore like what goals am I going to accomplish and how much money do I want in the bank? Like those types of things are really hard for me. So, um, and I just, I also think that I think it's important for everybody, but especially um, I think that it settles well with women in the feminine creative side of um, figuring out what we want for our lives. So. The uh, mystery user that I was talking about a minute yeah. ago, that's uh, Listina. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good to see you guys yesterday. I, um, you and I haven't talked about this, but for, for me, me, and not just as a male provider, but for me, obviously, what's most important to me is, is, is finding things, finding ways to make sure that you can feel that way, right? Mm -hmm. Not making sure, you know, happy wife, happy life. I just mean like, how can I create, what can I do to make sure that you feel fulfilled? So I'm curious, Gab, is there other events? Because obviously vision boarding is done. You're not going to do another vision boarding experience, right? Otherwise, it just turns into a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, this is the 12th vision board I've done this year. <laughs> uh, it's because you can only fit 10 people in the room. It's and also like also traditionally you vision board either towards the end of the year or at the beginning of the year for the year, right? As people are thinking about setting goals and what they want for their year. Yeah. So no, you don't typically vision board throughout the year. You're right. What's what's on the 22nd of February? <laughs> um, my next uh, women's real estate investing mastermind oh, group. Yeah. Oh, so okay. uh, Laurie, are... yeah, Laurie and Nat are both uh, registered for that group. Is there any spots left for that? Uh, yes. Yeah, I have two spots available. Okay. Um, if anybody's interested in joining a women's real estate investing mastermind group, we start February 22nd. Um, it runs for a year. It's bi-weekly uh, Zoom calls, yeah. two hours. Just a small group of five women um, based off of real estate investing and personal growth. So uh, that's available as well. If anybody's interested, just okay. shoot me a message. Awesome. I was going to, what I was saying uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't know about that, guys. <laughs> I just didn't know the date. Um, I, I was, I'm curious, and again, we haven't discussed this at all, so I'm just curious. Um, is there any other way to kind of create that for you uh, and for other women outside of vision boarding? You know what I mean? 
oh, they'll you're going to see throughout the year. I don't know what it's going to be, but there's something brewing deep inside of me. Was that part of your vision board yesterday? Um, Well, so I I finished my vision board yesterday. I was one of the few who actually got it done, except I was missing something. I left a a space in the middle of the board. A picture of me. And no, you're on my vision board, though. But a bigger picture of me. Not a bigger picture of you. And uh, when I got home, I went straight to the kitchen table and um, got out my laptop and um, printed off a picture from yesterday of all of the women vision boarding in their beautiful circle that they formed. And um, that went smack dab in the middle of my vision board because there will be more circles of women this year, um, more opportunities to gather with myself. And um, like I said, I don't know what that means, but it's brewing and um, just keep your eyes open. Okay. Uh, Listina says, is the mastermind on the 22nd only for REI masters members? No, no, it's, um, open to any woman who is, um, either in or interested in real estate investing, um, or business, I'd say probably eh, real estate investing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's open to everybody. So, so I'll reach out to you. Yeah. Reach out to me. And also feel free to reach out to any of my current members if you've, um, you know, to this week is Mastermind Week, so you'll probably see some pictures posted of um, the two groups that I have currently running right now mm-hmm. and all of the members that slide into their DMs. Them. Yeah, slide into their DMs, ask them how they like it and um, the benefits that they've seen and experienced and determine if it's for you. Do you have any ideas of things that it's going to look like these, these circles? <laughs> I'm just genuinely curious. I mean, you must have ideas. Um, I'm not sure. Somebody had mentioned um, that. So yesterday, as we were um, cleaning up and everybody's heading out, um, one of the ladies there said, "So what's next? When when are we gonna when are you gonna hold something else?" And I was like, "Oh man, I don't know." I'm like, "What do you guys want to see? Like, what what would be needed?" And um, somebody had mentioned like a goal setting thing. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I need time. I haven't even digested like what happened yesterday. Um, for me, it like I had mentioned, it was extremely impactful, and I have a lot of mm-hmm. going within to figure out. So, what about just like a a group of girls going out and getting barbecue? No, babes and barbecue. No, just throwing it out there. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna dibs that, guys, dudes and barbecue, March. <laughs> what do you say? Just a bunch of real estate dudes just, just out getting some ribs and pulled pork. Just saying. Watch, um, watch the comment yeah. section explode. <laughs> <laughs> there is there Josh actually, is like, Hell yeah. <laughs> there actually is um one thing that I would really love to do. Uh we talked about it yesterday at the at the vision boarding. Um, because uh, actually Courtney, uh Courtney's daughter was um upset that Courtney wasn't bringing her because she thought that Everly was gonna be there and um at the to do vision boarding. Mm-hmm. And um so we talked briefly about how it would be really cool to do a kids vision boarding. Yeah. And um I mentioned it to Everly last night because she's like, Can can I do one right now? And it was getting close to time for bed. And I was like, No, but what do you think about this idea? And um she was really excited. She's like, Can we do it on Tuesday? And I was like, No. And she's like, Sunday? <laughs> it's like so she's eager and I would love I think that that would be amazing. Um Write to it down. Get some took a date some ladies and their littles, um, of course. For uh, vision boarding. For vision boarding, yeah, to get the littles vision boarding. Um, It was really cool to hear that, like, um, one of the ladies uh, was talking about how their um, 12-year-old son is, um, like, is thinking about, like, actual goals for himself and what he wants. And, like, at that age to be, um, you know, thinking about goal setting and stuff, I think is really cool. So... I think it would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, we've talked a lot in the past about how important or how amazing it would be to do more kids related stuff. Yeah. Um, anytime I do networking events, I, I try and make sure it's, it's kid friendly. Cause I think it's, it's great just to have the kids running around mm-hmm. and just seeing that this is normal stuff. Yeah. Um, 
you know, for a lot of you guys who the first time you went to a networking event, you just thought it was going to be suits and cigars, right? And it was going to be very intimidating and you didn't know anything. And why would I go here? And then you show up and you just realize it's a bunch of great people just having fun and networking and chit-chatting and catching up and talking about goals. And it's a very welcoming and inspiring community. And the reason why you didn't know what it was is because you were never exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So if we can, you know, we can expose our kids to these environments growing up and then it's just like, oh, yeah, my parents go into lots of networking events and they, they did real estate and that kind of stuff. It's normal to them. Now, what, what your kids decide to do in the future and, and what, you know, what fulfills them and thing, whatever they're interested in is entirely up to them. But if they are open to the idea of it, at the very least, they, they understand what it is as opposed to, you know, you thinking back to that first time you thought about real estate investing. I saw Scott McGovery on HGTV and I want to do that. That's all you knew, right? Yeah. Or your uncle that owned a condo and it burnt down and he, he just curses about it every, every Christmas. Right. That's all, you know. So that's why we're like, we're trying to create environments and opportunities for kids to just get more, uh, make it a normal for them. So I do want to hold more events and do more workshops for kids, not just networking events, like teaching kids the basics of cash flow. It's pretty simple stuff. I mean, I mean, they're doing this kind of math already in school. Right. So now it's just a matter of teaching them and the issue that I'm having with it is just trying to figure out which age group, right? Because mm-hmm. like six to 12 is going to be different from 12 to 18, right? Yep. Or 12 to 15, then 15 to 18. It's going to be completely different. So, and I don't want to have three separate workshops for, oh, we can have like real estate for tykes, real estate for <laughs> for preteens, <laughs> and uh, real estate for uh, pre-adults. I, I don't know. It's It's... Maybe I'll write a book. I got a lot of books I want to write. (laughs) Just a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Um, But what you can do in the meantime is, like I said, take them out to events that that support having kids there. Um, And if they don't, then talk to other people that you're networking there and be like, hey, you got kids? Will you bring your kids next time? Yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. Right? Or hey, let's, let's all create a group and we'll all go out you know, to a park. Not right now, it's a little cold. But, you know, this summer we'll all commit to meeting up once a week and the kids can play soccer or play on the the the, the jungle gym or whichever. And then we'll just talk business and just talk about goals. You know? And they'll rem- the kids will remember that, you know, those, the looking forward to those weekends where they got to hang out with their friends and their parents talked about real estate. Yeah. Do your own little meetups at your rental properties and your fix and flips and stuff like that. Just just create an environment that's, that, it, that exposes them to the idea of entrepreneurship and investing and real estate. And if they choose to accept it, if they choose to make it a part of their life in the future, that's their choice. But at the very least, they were exposed to the option, which most of us weren't, right? Absolutely. You ever stop and think about the... The, the lessons that you were learned about money and investing and and growth as you grew up not 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 to not to shit on your parents i'm just shitting on all parents you know the 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 boy i should stop talking today <laughs> what kind of role models were they what kind of example were they setting? You know, how did they talk about money? Yeah. How did they make you feel about money? I've heard many of people that have said that they cannot do that. Wayne, I can't do that because my family doesn't believe in that kind of stuff. And I'd be, I'd be banished from the family if I talked that way. I'd be banished from the family if I, if I even posted something like that because this person had this happen to them. I would ruin my relationship with my brother. That's fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that right there is the whole reason why you're not moving forward. That's what's holding you back from doing the things that need to be done. Um, and there's nothing we can do about that. 
you're working on that every day. You're, you're slowly taking one step every single day to, to get away from that. But what kind of things can we do for our kids to ensure that that doesn't happen to us, to them, mm-hmm. that we're better role models, that we expose them to, to the right types of opportunities. My kid knows 10 times as much as I knew when I was 21 about business. I knew jack shit. And my kid's probably going to be an artist. (laughs) She's probably not going to use any of it. But you know what? Like if she ever needs it or ever changes her mind, it's there. Yeah. Right? 100%. I'm not... I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to bash on people's families and, and, and the, the influence they had on you or your upbringing or your lack of whatever. But I know a lot of you have similar stories and I know a lot of you are frustrated with that. And um, there's nothing you can do to change that. But what you can do is, is the decision you make today as a parent or the decisions you plan to make as a parent if you're not a parent yet. You can make the decision that I will not be like that and I will set a better example and I will expose them to these types of things, these environments and these types of people, and I will educate them on these types of things and then I will leave it in their hands. Like I said, my daughter was, she's not listening right now, but she's here. Um, She understands it all and she'll continue to understand it. And if she decides to, to take it, great. If not, she can do whatever she wants. Right? Yeah. Um, Lori says the school system certainly isn't telling you about entrepreneurship, but she can play a mean recorder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I had a recorder (laughs) soundbite. Yeah. And Courtney says by, by being exposed to, to these types of things, um, they'll also be exposed to entrepreneurship community and a growth mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love just there's there's so many more tools for parents as well to um, teach their kids um, about growth mindset these days. Like you can I forget what it's called, but there's like um, a little journal thing that kind of like has activities to make them think about, uh, I guess, life differently um, with the growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure somebody knows the the name of the journal that I'm thinking about, but um, there's there's tools, but you need to be the type of parent who um, who understands it in order to see the value in that. Right. So unfortunately it's just like this never ending cycle of, you know, people are brought up, um, not being taught about it and then they go get their job, they work through the system and then they, you know, live their mediocre life, usually not finding fulfillment. And then they raise their kids the same way to get a good job. And, you know, it's just like this cycle until you break out of it. Like for you, Wayne, you broke out of it. You knew you wanted more. And yeah. then you took me along on this journey where I realized that I wanted more. And so now we have the opportunity to show our kid that there's more and that we can expose her to these tools. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the um, the school thing. I don't want to complain about the school system this morning with a minute and a half left in the show, but... Um, and to be honest, what I'm about to say isn't exactly polished to the point where you can save it in a clip and and put it in front of a picture of a lion. But I've always paid close attention, not not necessarily fascinating, but I've always paid attention to, and and noticed that you know when you most people who when they leave school, high school, and they're about to go into college, university, or whichever you know what i mean there's always that's why they have guidance counselors there and they meet you in grade 11 and grade 10 okay so what do you want to do with your life nobody fucking knows what they want to do but i i and we're not thinking about it right we're thinking about many many different things at that point in our life that is a huge transitionary period in our life as as humans um with all the puberty and all the other stuff and we're like all we can think about is getting our driver's license and a couple more years i can drink you know what i mean mm-hmm. legally mm-hmm. going to bars and that kind of stuff there's so many different things in your mind right there's it's a huge change in your life and they they also want you to plan what you're going to do for the rest of your life and make this huge life decisions about where you're going to go to school to become the person you want to become it's too much 
So what ends up happening is, is that we completely ignore the situation. We don't take it seriously, obviously. And then we rely on people to kind of guide us, right? We say, oh, I really liked that chemistry class because Mr. Thiessen was was a lot of fun and he made it really enjoyable. So maybe I'll be a, a scientist or maybe I will be uh, whichever. Or I always like the woodworking class and maybe I'll be a carpenter. I'd like to build houses. You know what I mean? And that's that's good. Maybe I'll do that. We mm-hmm. just got, but we're always kind of like reaching, you know, someone tell me what to do. Someone guide me. Guidance counselor, guide me. You know, professor, guide me. Oh, shit. I didn't apply to any schools because I was too busy getting drunk in fields. And now I got to find something else to do. Hey, hey, buddy, can you think your dad could get me a job at the plant? Because that's what everybody else does, mm-hmm. right? What's the locals? What, what does everyone else do when they can't figure, like they don't have anything planned? Well, well, well there's a mill in town. Yeah. Well, that's where my uncle and my dad and everybody else goes. And that's where my friend went. So, hey, buddy, can you, know, Jim, my friend, can, I, can you get me a job? Yeah, sure. I'll talk to my boss. He's good shit. And then you get into that and then you're in the mill for the rest of your life. We're like, oh, but I've always been interested in like kinesiology or whichever. I want to go and do this. Uh, that that seems like a really good paying industry. And my professor said that there's lots of jobs in this industry, right? We kind of rely on others to kind of tell us what to do. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are exactly the opposite. <laughs> like, what can I create? What opportunities are there that I can create? You know what I mean? It's a compl- yeah. There's an employee mindset. And then there's there's an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. And there's not enough people in high school that are exposed to thinking that way. Yeah, 100%. And I wasn't until I was about 24, 25. Yeah. I missed it. I was like, uh, 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 I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I went down to the gas station where I was working in the middle of the night to meet a guy who moved to Alberta who just got back. I'm like, hey, man, what was Alberta like? I heard there's lots of cool stuff going on there. Heard you can live in a tent and uh, and it's really expensive, but you can make like $400,000 a year. That is literally the stories I heard. He's like, oh, yeah, it's good shit, man. My wife blew all my money. I had to come home and, you know, work back at this gas station again. But it was good, man. You should try it out. You should go. And then I did it because like I just like I'm constantly looking for someone else to tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. But later on in life, I, I, I you know, I, I don't can't really pinpoint the moment at this particular time but so there was something that shifted and i and i started making decisions for myself but there's a i'm gonna go a little bit longer there's another person i've maybe i'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow but um because i I don't have enough time to preface this but there's i've always been fascinated by people i think back to school and I think back to people that were in my um, my ecosystem, my you know what I mean, um, that 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 came up with me through school, went to high school, you know, went to grade school together, high school, and I've always been fascinated by like who turns into what, right? Mm-hmm. That person, that jock, became an assistant manager for a construction company. That you know, that outcast over there started a clothing line. That you know, that super smart girl became uh, a veterinarian. You know what I mean? And then I watch, I watch other schools and other people and I ask questions about where they came up and I kind of look and I see where, what kind of, you know, in the social uh, groups in high school, you know, where they were and what they became and how people get into the trades. You know what I mean? If they had really good grades, why did they go to the trades and why did, why didn't they go and become an engineer? I'm not criticizing or judging here. I'm just like, how do people become who they become? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one other person that was very similar to me um, in like the pecking order of like the social groups. We were always like very similar, same grades, same everything. He played guitar, I played guitar. Um, And I I always kind of put him, athletically, he was exactly the same as me, right? And uh, and he went on and and, and I always, I I followed him because I, I watched what he did. And I'll, I'll say who it is. Maybe you can go look him up. But um, he ended up going off. And after school, I don't even think he went to school, like uh, college, university. If he did, he went and done did something minor. Um, and then he like he went and started this company for doing temporary tattoos. It was like the 
dumbest thing ever when I first started watching him doing. He's like, yeah, we're starting this this company. It's all plant based and organic, and uh, we we went to the to the to the forests of you know such and such country, and we found you know these really cool banana plant leaves that are all organic and we were watching the local tribes people I'm, I'm butchering this and you're gonna go look it up and but like you know the local people they use this and they had they made temporary tattoos out of it so we created a company where you can create temporary tattoos that last for like three weeks you come in here you get your tattoo and that way you know it's something that means a lot to you but you're not completely attached to it for the rest of your life he ended up like growing that business and out of toronto like to some like big level and then he ended up selling it to like the Bic company for like a few million dollars and it's like i was just watching him go from like where he was all the way up and he's one of the few people that have in my life growing up that actually saw you know go the entrepreneurial route mm -hmm. and just like a completely different person and uh i'm fascinated by that stuff because it wasn't necessarily his upbringing yeah right I want you guys to think about stuff like that. <laughs> I want you to think about like, you know, people that you know in your life and how they got to certain points. You should study them. If you study people, you can understand it. And if you study and understand it, then you can hopefully kind of replicate that for your kids. Create an environment, create a life, create an upbringing that will expose them to the possibilities of taking control of their own life like you are right now. Yeah. Like you are struggling to right now. A lot of you are struggling to do it because you were raised as an employee, you were raised to go into this job and now you've got kids and now you've got responsibilities and obligations. So it's really hard for you to get out of it. It's not like you can just cut the cord and be like, I'm an entrepreneur today. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do the things that I want to do. I'm going to start a temporary tattoo business. No, because you're not prepared. You're not the type of person that's going to go raise $14 million in order to get this thing off the ground and have angel investors and, and live off of ramen because your kids are in school and they need clothes and stuff like that. So what can you do to create a better upbringing for your kids to, to give them the possibility to, to, to recognize these opportunities before it's too late, before you're 21 years old, before you've already been in school, before you already got a job and you got, you know, three baby mamas, whatever, right? What can you do? You, you may have already set your, your life and your path in stone, but what can you do for your legacy? What can you do for your family moving forward? I also just think that it's a good reminder to stop and reflect on, are you a product of your upbringing? And if you are, it's proof that you can, you can change that. Like you don't have to be a product of your upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, as Wayne said, that you have the ability to change that for your kids. So if you are a product of your upbringing, you don't need to pass then pass that along to your children. You can give them better opportunities mm -hmm. just with a change of mindset. Absolutely. Anyways, something we can dive deeper into another day. Sorry for taking up an additional eight minutes of your time today. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be a good week. Hell yeah. Okay, today's Monday and uh, that makes tomorrow Tuesday. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.